0: everybody and welcome it's mark and it's my um not so weekly podcast uh, i'm so happy to be with you today and i um this today i'm actually talking to you on may 22nd and i have a couple of um great guests with me that i think it would be fun to introduce to you and also um you get to learn parts of them the way i get to learn parts of them through our dialogue and discussion And um, let me just jump right in. Uh, My first guest is somebody that I have known now. I'm afraid to even count, but I'm sure it's been either four or five years, if not more. I met him when um, I had my radio show at Hay House, and he had a radio show at, I think it was Life Conversations. We'll find out. And he asked me on his show. It was a great experience, and history sort of brought us together even more. He's now with One Two Radio. He has his own radio show over there that is now the ade Anafuoshe show and you might have known it as soul food for your consciousness but here's my friend and guest ade
1: anafeloshe ade thanks for coming Thank you for inviting me and opening the door. I appreciate that. It was raining outside. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our other
0: guest said it was raining too. How long have we known each other? When did we meet? Do you
1: remember? About it's been. uh, I feel like it's forever now, but about four or five years. Okay, I mean, yeah, it was back in my house days. It was. It was.
0: We were so funny. We were identical the way we did our shows. It was funny. Um, yes. and I have, uh, the second person is new to, to my life in a way, but she's also been, a a peripheral member of the one, two family because she's one of those people that you'd start seeing her name and, um, in the, in the chat rooms and in the, and listening. And she'd give this <clears throat> always kind and supportive feedback, always, um, somebody that seemed to be very grounded and, um, turns out that she was exactly as she presented herself to be in fact she is one of the reasons that i'm actually doing this podcast because she talked to me about some other opportunities that might be good just because i was looking and she mentioned the podcast and you know i jumped right on it so i want to welcome her and let her also tell you about some of the things she's into terry thank you so much for being here
2: Mark, thank you. It's such a pleasure. I mean, it's such a joy to be with you and to be with Ade and, and, uh, I was like, I'm not sure what you're going to need me for, but I'm happy to be along for the ride. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's good to, because I think that it's nice to hear voices and opinions of people that can articulate what they're feeling or that have some idea about things. And it's nice to have that sort of catalyst. And I think you're, I think you are a Gemini. You, uh, have a really good take on things. I think you, you stimulate the conversation. And is there anything that like in your introduction that you do or that you'd like people to know that you do, um, you know, like that I didn't look, that I overlooked or maybe would have presented if I had been like a proper host.
2: <laughs> You're so funny, Mark. No, I'm, I'm just being present. You okay. know? just being present in the world, present to people.
0: And that's pretty much it. Oh, good. Okay. So we're going to learn a little bit more about Terry as we go. That's great. So, um, Ade is just because everybody knows I'm really into astrology. Ade is, um, an Aries son. Terry is a, a Gemini, uh, son, I suspect you had a birthday recently. Uh, and if you did, if I missed it, whatever, happy, happy birthday. I hope it was amazing. And if it's coming up, I hope it, uh, is, going to be amazing. Uh, and I am a cancer. And so, you know, we have air, fire and water on the air today. Our moons might be more, uh, in in a different setup, but I wanted to read this thing that was on the, on the base of, um, one of Ade's emails that he sent me not that long ago. And this is what it said. And I wanted to ask you guys, which were you? It says here, the pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. And the realist adjusts the sails. And so basically based on that, I would ask uh, each of you, Ade, let's start with you. Which are you? Are you one or the other or a mixture?
1: I'm a mixture I definitely have my moments where I'm just complaining and fussing about, it. oh, why is this going this way? But I think generally, I adjust. It's like, you know what? This is what's happening. Just adjust. This is just what keep I got to do. Okay. Yeah. So yes.
0: This, so you have a r- little realism and optimism combo in there. Maybe.
1: Oh. oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, do you relate to any of
0: those? <laughs>
2: I mean, I probably the same thing I could say. I relate to all of them. I probably lean harder towards uh, the optimist and because that's where the energy ends up landing for me. Um, the pessimist kind of is the humorous side, which comes out pretty quickly. And I usually get amused by my own level of drama with something being so negative, you know? So yeah. I usually shake it off pretty quick.
0: And are do you guys find that... Okay, so I have a thing about... I think I'm a realist, too, and I also think I'm a pessimist in the sense of it's a protective mechanism. Like, I won't celebrate the check until it clears the bank kind of thing um (laughs) no matter what i don't care like they you won you know 10 million i'm like okay wait till it clears i ain't celebrating anything so i'd be the worst contestant at a game show and i don't know if that's a pessimist (laughs) or a realist but i don't like to get my hopes up high on anything and i do wonder over time i've noticed in myself a bit of cynicism um that has been very comfortable for me uh in fact when i hear people um spouting uh, a positive a Cohen or, a, or a, a little affirmation a part of me is almost like I you know I kick on it, <laughs> so I get some kickback for that and I'm wondering where if you guys relate like do you, you know do you feel I mean where are you with it regards to like positive thinking and affirmations am I the only one that changed has the world changed have you changed or what do you think i start with you
1: Well, I think there was a time when I would just spew those affirmations, believing that just saying it would change something in my life. And I think over the years, I'm realizing this shift ain't working. I think it's (laughs) something else. I'm still dealing with the same stuff. So, And and, and I I can remember there was a time when people would say to me, which book are you reading nowadays? And I will tell them, I'm reading my book. And what I meant is I'm reading what is true for me. I'm listening to myself. And I've gotten to a point now where if I hear affirmation or I'm, well, if I hear other people talk about an affirmation, I can hear the spirit of what they're saying, And there's a part of me that's saying, well, it's not not that easy. Just saying it and hoping things are going to change. If you're speaking the affirmation and you're living into the affirmation, then that's a different conversation. But if you're speaking the affirmation and just waiting and watching and seeing if it's going to change, then, okay, you can try that. But I think that's more of a waste of energy. So for me, I'm a place where even when I'm in my moments of not – understanding what's going on and maybe even a prayer an affirmation or whatever it is. I'm at a point where I'm saying, yeah, it's okay to speak the word, but you have to, you have to walk the word, so to speak. And, and yeah, there's a part of me that's, I just have a way of, in a way I used to, one of my nicknames is a, a metaphysical rebel. (laughs) <laughs> so mm-hmm. I see myself as like Saying yeah I, 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 I go after conversations like that But I often have to say Sometimes pull back But just letting people know Kind of like the secret When he came out Yes I get what they're saying But there's a little bit more to it It's a little bit more Than just writing yourself a check Right And, and even if you just write a check And you do get the check If your consciousness is still the same then chances are you're going to lose that money sooner than later. And then you want to write another check and you have no, no more checkbooks available. So you got to get your consciousness in alignment with what you're praying for, asking for. That's yeah, the way there's that it.
0: little realist in there. I see that. That's good. That's good. Well, I'll have more to add to that. Hey, uh, Terry, what about <laughs> you? Do, what do you what's, your, what's your opinion about affirmations? And, uh, and it's okay. Have any stance, seriously. Uh, do, you, do you use them? Do you believe in them? Do you, do you, uh, what's, what, what do you do with those?
2: Well, you know, Mark, I figure for if it works for you, then great. Use it. Um, I was never able to start from an affirmation to get any kind of a shift or to be able to get anything that felt more centered for me. I mean, I could use a great song uh, more easily than I could use an affirmation. Now, if I'm already there, then affirmations are great to anchor, but they're not the be all for me that they are for some people. And like I said, I've, I've always said to clients, too, if they work for you, if they help you just even to open up some space, that's great. But they haven't, you know, they never were that way for me. So do you all
0: remember the like maybe affirmation? Like I remember Sandra Ray. I don't know if you all remember Sandra Ray. She wrote the first um, she was among the early birds. She wrote a book called I Deserve Love. And it was nothing but a book of these solid affirmations, like she would talk about how you do them. And that's when they got into the genre of you write them 40 times a day, you get your mind convinced of them, you hold that space for them. I think we've come a long way from that. And I think that that was the early training of affirmations and and that we've, you know, we got the secret and we got our dream boards. And then we have this new kind of reality that sort of, that we're in the midst of that i think is changing right before our eyes so that leads me to the question of what you do where you go for guidance like terry we'll we'll stay with you and and bring the mic back over to ade but when you are um, now that we know that you know, it's not we, none of us just sit down and write something over 40 times and know that it's going to shift, something else we do that we turn to for support. What do you do, Terry, that, that brings you a sense of peace and safety and support in times when you aren't feeling those things?
2: Well, Mark, I've spent um, a good portion of my life getting in touch with who's there with me. Okay, yeah, because um, I grew up in a rather traumatic situation, so I learned how to depend upon the voice I heard within me so if if I'm able to connect with that voice or or to connect with the um, space of that voice, then I feel calm and and that's kind of it for me
0: How do you um, get to that voice? How do you find it? Is it just always there
2: um does it take I a little walk. like
0: breathe? Can, or, what is it?
2: Well, it actually it actually takes um, a little space and a little bit of. It's almost like an entrancement, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if it's dishes I'm doing, um, if I'm walking or doing something repetitive. It it kind of allows the other energy to to move along, and I start to I start to notice that there is um, a coherence there is an ease of to flow. You know, when you were talking about affirmations, the, the concept is great. All right. Yeah. The, what I seem to feel is more helpful is this.
0: Terry, hang on one second. We're going to lose your, we're going to lose the, your voice. Let's get you back to it, Cause that whole sentence was garbled. But what we heard was when it comes to affirmations and if you can just resume that, but, um, what whatever position you were just a minute ago get do that again cuz the signal got kind of crazy it's it's where we're located guys so i know that it's uh tentative there you go i can hear you now
2: okay the thing about affirmations that i feel like is the next step in what was intended is that if they're spoken aloud and you can hear them from someone who is actually holding that energy yeah then they do have a transformative kind of presence and that's that's what why what you do with one two is really important because when you have people on the radio that are within range of others being able to hear them and these are people that intend and spend much of their lives being conscious and having wholeness and being available you can feel that and so just from someone listening to a program, they start to notice a shift. And that's where the, to me, that's where the next level of being able to really help people is, okay, is that it becomes easier, it becomes easier.
0: Mm, that's good. Like so, it's almost like the when two or when two people join two or more. I know that's a, a biblical thing, but I used to always believe you can join with another person, and that's sort of like the the idea. It sounds like you're mentioning that if people are on the same page, holding that intent, that right. that the outcome can can actually have some strength to it. Um, that's awesome. Thank you, Ade. What is your where do you turn to for your sense of support? Like when things are really like kind of whack. Um, how do you get there and how do you know when you're there?
1: Hmm. You say when things are really whack. out of whack. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if, <laughs> you know, cause that, that kind of changed my response. Now, if it's in a place where I can't get still, I'm too emotional to get clear. I would often reach out to friends that I know I've friends that I value and that I know are spiritually grounded. You know, I might just run it by them to kind of say, you know, this is kind of what I'm feeling. Sometimes I need that other person. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes what happens is what I'm hearing is an affirmation and confirmation of what I'm thinking and feeling. So that's one way I do go. I, you know, I've spent, I don't know, 15 years or so now, over 15, 20 years of really doing the work. I kind of shy away now from saying spiritual work as if it's something different from my life. Mm. But I've spent more time understanding myself, understanding life. So I there's a default where I tune in, ask questions. In many ways, I do that. Sometimes I might write the question and then listen for the answer and write. Um, I, I really rely on my intuition a lot. And I also find that Because of the work I do, coaching, reading and uplifting and being a cheerleader, it helps to dissolve the intensity of what I'm moving through. So if I'm in a funk or things are really out of whack and somehow I have to help somebody, maybe it's coaching or workshop, when I get there, it's like something else. I, I often joke and say I get hijacked. By the time I finish my session, my conversation with the person, my mind is clearer because I, have re- I feel high. My vibration is higher. And I have a better perspective of what I'm dealing with. Now, with all of that that, I, that I'm saying, everything that I've said, what, what I'm anchored in, in is life is for me. Even if I'm scared shitless, life is for me. And that helps me hold on. Like, what is happening here is not going to take me out. And if it does take me out, it will be for the best. So that mm-hmm. is that's that's my root. Life is for me. Okay, it's, so that, so you that hear sounds, me sounds like a say, little affirmation. Yeah, you
0: do. You. It sounds yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so let's push back on that a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, just for fun, Terry. You and and <laughs> see, because here's the thing that life is for me it it Uh sounds like in that you are saying that you trust the process that you're going through and that that and it brings up a lot of questions for me one is Uh um kind of like okay i always think about the people who are not having that experience i think about you know i think about people who who have a a nightmarish experience of like i'm watching patrick melrose on showtime horrible life this kid had and uh, it's a it's just a series but it's um and it reminds me of like these terrible situations people find themselves in and so th- let's say they live through them they become a heroin addict they 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 have to fight this stuff they're being they're really treated as the pariah of the world um and they hear that from somebody on the radio life is for you i mean i mm-hmm. do you think that what we have in the making there is one of the pessimists or the realists or i mean like i it and either one of you can answer what what is it about that part My the, where i go okay that feels really inspiring but what about when we aren't feeling that i mean like w- is it possible that life doesn't feel like it is for somebody and and those times when we are just getting the heck beat out of us or um, it just doesn't feel good to be, you know, whatever's going on. Is, is there a guarantee here? And, and what are we basing things like that on is, and, and that, that could just be a leap of faith, but you know, I just love to challenge the harder question, which is like, is that, that's just something you choose to believe? Is that something that it f- makes you feel good to believe? Is that something you have an experience of is true for you? Um, where and and really anybody can jump in on this. I, um, I just get curious, like where does that evolve from? Did you have a religious upbringing? Is it easy for you to grab onto a certain kind of um, spirituality? That, that the idea that there is a loving presence around you at all times, even when life sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you think it originates mm-hmm. from? Do you is that a hard question? It probably might <sighs> be. But...
1: Well,
2: experience.
1: Yeah. I, I really, I really <laughs>
2: believe if you haven't had the experience
1: yes.
2: of life being faith. Or that things worked out, whether it's from the time you were a kid. If you don't have that, those are words that just are words. They don't really mean anything because they have nowhere to land. So that, yeah, I'm with you, Mark. It, if, if you don't have that already within your body, if you don't have that, then those I just love words like any other words are.
0: Okay, so we need a Velcro piece to stick it to. And, and, but we're all doing that. Like, we might hold, like, Ade, you might be talking to the audience who has that, laid down that Velcro and has the experience. I, you know, in other words, you have one part of themselves that's ready to have that stick to it and um, who, who have had the experience. And I've had the experience that life works out. I've had the experience, except I also have this idea, the what if idea. What if the circumstances were different? What if I was encouraged in a mm-hmm. different way? What if I blah 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 blah? blah. So my life right. worked out, yeah. But did I just grow tolerant of it, or did it did I did it really just did it work out in the best? And mm-hmm. am I the best I could be? <laughs> and I don't know. Right. I mean, but so you have a you've obviously had an experience. Is according to Terry, sounds like you've had an experience that
1: led you to believe that. Did you? Is it is it that oh, easy yeah. to relate it to? Oh. Well, yeah, I mean that's part of it. Now, I often look at, think of the Beyonces of the world. I would say, what makes her so unique? What is it about her that she has such a global influence, go impact, and and she's celebrated? You're right. And I so I there are many people like I that, do that you know all the time. people that we even. Yeah, it's like this whole thing about when we talk about Bill Gates or we talk about Steve Jobs. Now, what as society, we tend to just find one person and celebrate them. But there are other people who've played a role in those people being celebrated and being where they are. They didn't do it by themselves. Now, I, why did I say that? I say that because I feel like each of us have a sort of coding in our being, in our essence, in our spirit. There's something that we're here to do. There's something that we're here to have like like cells in the body. You got cells for the nails, you got cells, cells for the brain, for the eyes. And each cell has a unique um coding, if you will, has a unique design. That and so when I cut my nail, it's gonna grow back soon because that's what the cell does. It reproduces itself. So I believe that. Every one of us, we have that sort of divine design, if you will. So for me, I come, I believe I come here as a teacher. And because what we're dealing with on earth, is, it's not just limited to our experiences being birth, since birth. I believe that before we were born... We're here to be, to show, to highlight, whatever it is. I mean, I listen to your astrology, um, your show on One Two Radio, and you, hey, you break down astrology, and it's like, wow, it, it really does make sense how people turn out the way they are. Now, for me, definitely life is for me. That statement, oh, yeah, it's been, experience. it's been experiences that I've gone through because there's some things that I've gone through, and I'm just like, I don't even know how I did it. I don't know how I did. And there's some things that I've gone through that I could, if I just take a moment to think back, I might say, wow, man, I really wish that worked out for me. However, knowing that I am more than my physical body, that there, there, there is a power, there's a presence there's animating itself in and through me. And through my experience, through the things that I've studied, um, just workshops that I've done, work that I've done on myself, I just trust in it. You can go, It's. I almost feel like it's beyond faith. The the regular, def, normal, general definition of faith is almost like hoping something would happen, have faith that it's going to happen with eyes closed and fist Like, it's, oh, going might be faith. No. My faith is is, it's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. What I mean by that, because that could be taken out of context as well. It's like the highest and best result is going to happen for me. Now, it may not be what I expected. I remember in England when I was um, driving the buses, I was driving the double decker buses. I loved it. I mean, <laughs> you I were driving, driving a double decker wait. I gotta let yes. that in for a minute. You were driving <laughs> a double decker bus? That's crazy. Yes. Okay. And, you know, i I mean, I may have put on, I don't know, put on weight, but I'm, I have a small frame. And generally, most people that drove the buses in England were sort of old men, old white men, old West Indian men. So people are sort of used to that. And there was a time where London Transport, they just went on this. I don't know what they were thinking or maybe just happened organically. They have more young people. So me, I've got a small frame. So when I step in the bus, people are like, you're the driver? You did, and, and it, it became a point of conversation. Now, while I was driving the buses, I loved it, but there was something in me that was saying there's more to life, and I want to do something different. And the next step that I saw was to become an inspector. And the inspectors are the one that come on the bus and make sure everybody that got on the bus paid, because people use all kind of trick not to pay. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that I met this other inspector who was an American. And his name is just floating in my awareness here And I started talking to him And he said, you know, I think you'll be good And I was all excited Because for me, it's always about Let's move to the next level Now I've done this, let's do the next thing And he encouraged me I applied And long story short I did the test um, I failed Oh my God I was devastated <laughs> now, I'll tell you how devastated I was when I was sitting in the room with the people who told me, who were going to give me my result told me I failed, I cried. Aww. And I cried because I felt like this is the next best thing that's supposed to happen for me. And then I had to go back to driving the buses. That was, that was tough. Uh, yeah, that's so tough. The people who I've said goodbye to, and now I have to say hello to them. And they were like, what happened? And I said, eventually, I just told them I failed the test. And you know, not long after that, I came to Atlanta for the first time, and something—the energy here—just resonated with me. Cause, in a long story, real short, I was able to move here because you know, if I'd gotten that job as an inspector, you wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't want to, I, wouldn't have, yeah. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have to break. I wouldn't have been able to come. It's like, or maybe a year later. I kind of get I the. It, it, the bus, go ahead. I'm, no, so it was just it was put. So even in that moment when I I had an experience that was devastating, if you will, something good came out of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's kind of like that job story. Being trained in everything. So Absolutely,
0: it's like that story when the car breaks down on the mountain road and you you're like, why does God hate me? To, out there changing the tire, it's snowing, <laughs> but just twenty feet ahead there's a, a huge semi that. Tore loose and was out of control and crashed, and that would have been you. It's kind of like that. It's like it's a wonderful life theory where the, you know, he gets to look yes. at what his life would be without it. But <laughs> I get that too. But it's like, Terry, where are you at with that? Do you think that there is, is it, it does it harbor on predestiny? Does it, is it sort of like, do you, do, would Ade? i mean he i mean he's sort of saying in a way that he recognizes how the lines are drawn in retrospect like he can look back and go if i hadn't taken that and that to me is kind of an optimistic way to look at it and because it sort of serves the idea of like i suffered today but it it gave me this hope for the future it gave put me where i'm at do you do you draw similar lines or is it different for you do you have you you know or do you have an opinion about that
2: I guess, as he was talking, what what was coming to me is that I've always um, separated precognition between prediction, um, and it's been the ways that things have come to me. And with something that is doesn't seem open to um, to self-will or choice. I've called that um, precognition. It has its own kind of life to it, and, and you, you step into it. It sounds like he was looking for the next step, and we all get into that, and that he decided that that was going to be the next step, and it was, actually, because mm-hmm. it, the choice of it is what allowed something better to come along, right, mm-hmm. which you kind of get the momentum for. Um, Like I said, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but for me, I've I've been able just to notice um, when information comes to me, it comes in a very sterile kind of way, kind of protected, and that seems to be um, almost a faded type of pathway, or Mm -hmm. a faded kind of choice, versus one that is open to... um, Variation. It could, you know, there could be some distinct, there could be some changes. It's like when a client calls and says, what's going to happen with this situation? If you get the information in this direction, it feels very, very solid and very, okay, you're, get ready for this ride because it's going to happen hmm. versus, okay, it's going to go this way, but yet there are some openings for it. So there's some variation. It's, you know, it's like when we look at our charts, I've heard people say, Hey there's like three places that will show where you can kind of cut out if you decide that you're done with this um, passageway in life. Which places are those? Well, they're you know they they're not really as marked with the um, with the fireworks that you might think they are. Hmm. They're they're actually much more subtle and and much more um, hmm, typical. Yeah. What right? Mean? I don't that makes sense
0: it does it makes sense so it brings up the question though to me where you guys land on the idea of do we have infinite amount of choices to live our life and we get to choose them randomly or has the beginning middle and end already sort of been decided do you have an th- opinion about that mm-hmm. Terry mm-hmm.
2: well I was just gonna ask you the same question mark you know with looking at a chart um, You know depending upon how you interpret the south node the north node and the aspects to them you know that's going to tell you something about it's going to tell me something about the
0: quality of their happiness and and based on whether it's not going to tell me if they're going to make that choice and that's what i wonder is like is there you know do you all think like would ade have was he meant not to get that job Uh, Was he meant, and he says, yes, I think, we'll ask, Well, you can tell us. And then the idea is, um, is is it there's some idea in our lives where he might not have made that choice or something might have intervened? Do we have infinite choice available to us or do we think, just a matter of belief, really, because nobody really knows, but do you think it's laid out? And that we're following a path and that it's pretty much is what it is. Or do we get some choice here about our outcome? Like, is it possible for us to not evolve and not to, or is my life sort of determined to be what it is? Do you have a th- feeling about it?
2: Are you talking about, from the standpoint of, when you talk about evolving, are you talking about more of an introspective thing? Or are you talking about some someone being able to evaluate from an external? way
0: well more is i guess what i'm saying is do you when you make a choice was it always meant for you to make that choice like was oprah always meant to be in where she's at or could she have made a different choice somewhere along the path and not be where she is now it, was it meant for her to be there or was that choice always in her or could she have misstepped I guess I'm curious about just beliefs about that because, like I said, I don't think we'll know. But did every move that we make – because Ade will go back and say, look, it was meant to be. And, we'll, you know, Ade, I think you would say I can draw the lines of how if I hadn't done that. And, and it always seems to work that way If I if I just look at what the outcome is – and I'll look at the choice, the original choice that I thought was disappointed. It turned out to be the best choice I could have made. And it lo- looks like that you might bring that up a lot in your life to look at. And my question is to you, uh, if it always works that way, is there much to worry about for you in terms of your choices? I mean, do you have to worry much? So, if, you, if it always works out and you, know, you can always draw that line to what's going to work out. Why would you ever have a worry about your life, period? And and I'm I, I really
1: love that question. Yay! I good. Love that question. <laughs> I love that question. So like you said, we would never know. I would never know. Um, I don't know if I would say. So he, he, let, let, let me backtrack. So first of all, it's the way I, and, and I sometimes wonder about myself. Like I've just kind of sit with myself and think, who are you? Now, I think of African spirituality where, you know, before it was contaminated by all the other BS about what it means and what it is, is African spirituality celebrates the invisible in a way that doesn't always make sense to the logical mind. So there's this presence of a creator, not even a he or she, this presence, this energy everywhere now when i sit with myself and try to find out about myself i often wonder i have a certain conviction about life and i wonder if that came about because i grew up in nigeria where there's a lot of emphasis in the creator even in our conversation it doesn't matter what it you know if you ask somebody like here you say hey how you doing oh i'm fine I'm all right. in England, I'm all right. In Nigeria, or well, the Yorubas would say in Yoruba word, it's say, which means we're looking to God. even when even in in jest, we're always referencing the Creator. There's always this constant reference nice. to something so much more. So I often wonder if that's why I'm so convicted about life itself that is beyond, the day that I was born and the day that I die. So is it predestined or if I'd made another choice, would it work out? I don't know. However, what I feel, what I believe is as a unique cell, as I said earlier, it's like Beyonce couldn't have been born anywhere else because the part of her that is beyond the physical body is doing exactly what it needs to do. There are some people who were saying they need plan B just in case plan A doesn't work. And then plan A works and they don't have to do plan B. And there's some people who say, no, I don't have plan B, I don't have C because I'm putting all my attention on A. And we might say that's a bit uh, risky way of living. But I believe that I came here to live the life that I'm living And be so, I've always believed When I was listening to you, I'm thinking well, Maybe I'm an optimistic realist From when I was young, I've always been Optimistic about life And I get in, age 10 I get in debates with my friends About the God that punishes you To send you to hell and the God that love you I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me So for me If I am listening to the voice this this, this still small voice My soul, my heart if that becomes the driver of my life, I am going to learn something. And my process right now is to release the attachment to the goals that I thought I had that I had in the past or what I think it needs to look like. I'm actually living my life for a higher call. Not to impress anybody, but because I feel Feel the call inside of me. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I would find myself doing things that I don't know why I'm doing. It. And later on, it's like, oh, OK, I guess this is why. So for me, it's like, well, I didn't know why I was doing it. Now that I'm doing it, it makes sense. So sometimes I can only answer why I'm doing it once I've started doing it, not before I do it. <laughs>
0: right. And I think that we kind of live our life as looking at things as if it works for us it probably will work for everybody. And I think a lot of us look for agreement to what we hold true too. So if you're saying what you're saying, and there was somebody listening to this who who really aligned with what you were saying, they'd be nodding and going, yes, yes, because you're talking what they already believe. And so in a way, it comes back to, you know, does it really matter? I mean, just accepting what we have and who we are and, Obviously, the truth is going to be whatever is true for you as an individual. Um, you 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 relate to that, Terry? Or are you relating to the idea of, um, th- like, when you are looking at your life and and you've drawn those lines? And I know that you you have work that you do as a as a psychic. Um, are you? Do you? You must believe that there is some sort of undefinable presence that is either for the person or against the person or somehow you know that that serves a purpose like are we just floating around without that guidance or do some people have it some people not do you have a take on what your how would you would summarize how you look at the world
2: well I, I i do believe that there is a divine intelligence that is responsible for creation and that that intelligence is available for us to access if we're able to connect in or recognize what the um, what the language is, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, intelligence to me looks like expansion. It it doesn't it doesn't hold the kind of judgments that that we say about something being good or bad, mm-hmm. but the individual being able to connect with that is what allows an energetic footprint on the land. It's what allows that person to meet their people and to have someone say, wow, I feel good about myself. And this person didn't really say much of anything, but somehow mm-hmm. I feel good about myself. Okay. So were these...
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: So were these containers of energy that just by being with others... Can make a difference. You know, I um, one of the things that was so interesting for me is that I had a, a very, very conservative friend, politically conservative, I want to say, who asked me to attend a meeting and told me, you know, what that it was likely to be contentious. And I said, well, I don't. First of all, I'm not going to, I'm not going to express an opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what you want me there for because. I'm not going to engage in any of this. And he said, I just want you to come and sit in the room. And you can you can look like you're taking notes or anything like that. And I said, and why would you want me there? And he said, because when you're around, everything seems to go to a different state. He said, we're able to talk. Mm-hmm. And I, he's seen me at other meetings and things like that. But I thought, wow, isn't that something to know that we can be able to walk into a situation that's very contentious and without saying a word, just by being who we are to bring a level of peace or a level of calm or a level of unity. I mean, that's really divine. If you ask me, right?
0: Okay, yeah, it, it is. And but at the same time, you could bring an energy that was disruptive and the opposite, right? I mean, somebody could bring that energy. Absolutely. to it. Right? And so here's the question that I want you guys to, ponder for me (laughs) is let's say that that everything you all are saying that there's a truth there's a there's a divine intelligence there's a there's a guidance there's a thing that we can tap into what is the purpose of it number one number two is it necessary for us to do like there's going to be people who are never I'm thinking of maybe a child with down syndrome or somebody who was raised in a family that Um, only believed in money and wealth and never took that time. Is there a difference? Is there... What is the difference in terms of the outcome? Like, we live our life, we were born and we go through, and we get to the other, whatever. We get to the end and it's like, okay, adios. And we all have probably a different culmination of experiences in doing that. Does it... Is there some purpose that knowing about that intelligence or that divineness has um and um is there something that is you know is there some kind of arrangement that you think that it serves ultimately i guess is the question like the so what of it is like okay you you tap into something that and it's great and you guys have this line that you can draw and see how the how life works and the energy differences that you make in the long run my thing is like and so what and that's what I want the answer to. See if we can wrestle with that yeah. just a little bit. Like, what is the so what in that? Um, and whoever wants to jump in or, or if you, if it triggers a thought, see what you think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm eager to jump in. It's like, I love the so what. I, I often tell people that listen to me on the radio or a workshop that I'm doing, it's like, don't take my word for it. Because oftentimes the people If not all the time The people who come to me for coaching Guidance, reading They're in search of something They're at a certain level of consciousness Now you talked about a child who has Down syndrome I believe this divine intelligence And everybody has access to it Period Um, Some people for whatever reason Don't have to be um, What's the word evangelical Evangelical. (laughs) there you go about it like i am and because i you know this this divine intelligence is available to us all based on our life experience i once i don't know if it was a quote or somebody said it but there's something like something like it's only the weak people that need god or something like that and they said the idea of is, you know, people who can't do things by themselves, they need an idea of a God to help them. Now, based on how I experienced my life, I felt like I needed something else. I felt like there's got to be another answer. So, for those who feel there's got to be another answer, as you said earlier, who are not into what I'm saying, is just not into it is not enough. And as Terry said, is something they recognize what i'm saying however it doesn't stop there i'm the kind of person that believes you pray and you move your feet you pray and you move your feet which is do the prayer and take the action do the prayer and take the action now so for some people it's like i can hang you don't have to be spiritual to be my friend you don't have to be believe in you can be an atheist. I believe I could be friends with an atheist because it really doesn't matter to me. If the life, the life someone is living works for them, so be it. It's definitely none of my business trying to convince them. I have gone through a phase where I felt like everybody needed to be learning what I was learning, where I felt like all the other churches in Atlanta weren't teaching spiritual truth, and it was only at my spiritual center that they were um, teaching spiritual truth. But that was at the early stages but once I evolved and matured and did, went through life, it's like everybody is right where they need to be. And that's another reason why sometimes I'm a little bit reluctant to say I'm, I'm spiritual or I'm a spiritual path as if it's different from everybody else. It does help when we're talking to people because have an idea of where I'm coming from. But I think we'll all gravitate towards the things that we feel we need, want or desire. It's divine intelligence. A cat, a dog, a tree doesn't have to say, "Oh, I need to say affirmation to grow." That intelligence is just available to them. It is available. It is available. It is available. Okay. And it's... it. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so if that is true, and I'm going to toss this out, Terry, for you, um, what at the end of the road is the difference between a life, say that Ade just described for himself, and the life of somebody who was a Wall Street a broker their entire life at the end of the day at the end of their life they're both on their bed they're ready to say goodbye to the world what is the difference that ade versus the stockbroker for life i mean what is the difference what's the is there an advantage of one over the other um i just want us to look at like where because i think spirituality religion in general Religion versus spirituality, but religion, we tend to believe what we believe, and then we tend to seek agreement in that belief. And so not that, and, and I don't see that in any of either of you, but I'm just saying that, so we hold that belief to be true, and then it's like, okay, so Ade holds an idea of this divinity and this sort of spirituality. What's the difference at the end of the life? What happens then? I mean, like, is, there, is it if you believe in... If you have the story about a, a soul and, and what happens after the soul lives, then we have this reason to do it in one way. But in general, that would define what's the purpose of life. If these two people meet the end of their days, they're both 105 and they're both saying goodbye to the world. Um what is the difference in, in their experiences or is there, is there a better way than another to do this? I mean, I'm just sort of wondering, is it okay that somebody lives their life void of all that stuff, um, never questioning God or the existence of something bigger? And is there an advantage to having that thought in your brain while you're living? Do you have an opinion on that, Terry
2: I, I pretty much come from the school, Mark, where we come down here to have an experience. And that experience may not look to be of much value if it's being evaluated by others, but it might be exactly in line with what the soul intended. And the whole purpose of um, recognizing that there is some wiser intelligence available that allows us to express and create in whatever way we choose is the whole purpose of life. And I believe we get into the longer we're here or the more we, we believe the press that's around us, we get into a very self serious, you know, okay. for reason, what it is that we're supposed to accomplish.
0: Yeah, I'm chuckling a little bit. Does that make any it, sense? Yeah, it does. We lost the, you, you'll hear this on the recording, but we sort of lost that little chunk sentence, that last sentence um, due to the connection. Um, but I'll summarize and you can tell me if it's right. Like, A couple of things I have to question. Adi, did you, you heard the gist of what Terry was saying that we come here to have an experience to learn?
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you in alignment Mm -hmm. with that? Indeed. And the the life of a stockbroker who may be a multimillionaire, whatever, whatever they did, whatever they contributed to their life or the life of people around them, or maybe they didn't contribute. It's no more valuable than somebody else's life who, we can say, maybe someone who suffered or someone who believes in a higher power, some kind of divine intelligence. As Terry said, we're here to have an experience. Okay, um, and why? what is the purpose of that? So let's, you know, I'm, I'm
0: being the big devil's advocate here, but these are honest questions for me. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose in, like, okay, first of all, let's start at the very beginning there's a divinity i'm pretty sure you both agree that there's some sort of divine intelligence that is that has been the source of what people have called god for a millennial millennium mm-hmm. um would would you both agree to that that there's a divine intelligence we're gonna it's a pure intelligence that is um yeah. ever mm-hmm. present terry you do you yeah will you go with that Yep. okay, okay. so um, if that's true sure. and then i'm gonna go to the second most cherished idea is that we came from that we were made from that would you both agree Uh from that to that
1: yep Uh okay
0: so if we were made from the most divine intelligence the most perfect sense of we'll call it love because i'm pretty sure that people would agree to that what the hell do we need experiences for if we're made from something that's all omnipotent and and perfect then we must be omnipotent and perfect why do we need to have some sort of experience in the physical, in this thing called hell. I mean, earth.
2: (laughs) See, see, Mark, it is from where you come from, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I believe it's because we can, and because love in its fullest expansion in all the ways it shows up is fun. And, Ah, and that, and that freedom to be able to fully express and however that looks like is a gift of love.
0: OK, so you're let me just summarize that you you're saying pretty much because we can we can come here, we can expre- extend it, we can express it. And we choose, you know, one of the reasons that we're here is a choice because we're able to do that. Is that, that would And I'm not making fun of that. I'm absolutely serious. Is that would you say OK to that? Did I summarize that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Are, go ahead. Anything on on that for you? Yeah.
1: So, for me, a slight adjustment is like, you know, we do say we come from love, we come. And in my mind, it, it, it conveys this message of. We come from it as if we're separate from it. The path that I walk now is we are an extension of it, this divine intelligence, this divinity. We are an extension of it. It being pure, being everything, wants to experience itself through contrast and comparison, which causes expansion, which causes evolution. So it itself is having fun with itself by saying... Ooh, let me have this experience Let me have an experience of living on the street Let me have an experience of being a drug addict Let me have an experience of being a stuck broke And having stupid money and not even caring about anybody What does that feel like? So I feel like it is just having a playful time with itself And we are observing ourselves in a video game Not knowing that it's a video game Okay that's good.
0: <laughs> that's good, um, Terry. You, I heard you aff- affirming that. You kind of get that with him.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. the The connection that's there is because we are we are the source of divine intelligence, and we are having that experience while we're observing it. And you're absolutely. I was totally on board with that.
0: See, I just my big thing would be why in the <laughs> h- holy hell would we create. And why would it need to ever be so ugly? And why would it why would people there have to be such absolute horribleness in that sort of do it it, all of a sudden it becomes a duality? I remember talking. Okay, I got
1: my one. I I, I got my one finger up. I got my my one finger up. So um, I heard you say today how um, you watch. Documentaries about this giant squid, yeah, and you will never go in the water. I'm like, I am so there with you. (laughs) I was watching a documentary yesterday, and the killer whale and the gray whale. Yeah, and as much as I would like to have that experience, it's like I don't think I want to be on a boat and not know what's down there. However, as you said, you watch the program, but you're not going in there, and you're watching it because you want to have the experience. You have, you want to have some kind of experience. Uh. So from that eye, the point of view of ultimate perfection that knows that all is well, it is not seeing ugliness and this evil. It is pure, it's like light. It's like light is just being light. light is not saying, oh my god, look at darkness. oh, it makes me cringe. So for me, this divine essence being presence is having experience that it doesn't call negative, horrible, traumatic. It just is, it's having having this experience Now from a human perspective, even as people listening saying Oh, it's a whole lot of beers he's talking about I get it, I understand It's like people would say, oh no, no, no If God is love, why would God let this happen? Or how can you say um, war, people suffering, it's okay in the eyes of purity In the eyes of purity, that's all it sees Purity, in spite and because of the experience, it knows the end result. It knows how the chapter, how the book is going to end. It knows the bigger picture. We don't see the bigger picture, so we judge based on our experience, our, our sensory perception, and what, what is good, what is bad, what we're taught, what we're conditioned to believe, you know, what media is telling us this is the way to go, that's not the way to go, don't do that. But when you're coming from a higher perspective that is not about contrast and comparison. That just knows it is all powerful. It knows all. is everywhere, evenly present. What we call ugly and horrible. It it's just like it's an experience.
0: It, okay, so you're saying in a way that we are the like we're the divine intelligence, the collective. All of us, the collective embodied. of us is the divine intelligence yes. having an experience. So we're sort of like the, the in the dream of the dreamer, right, with the divine yes. intelligence being the dreamer and we're the dream, we're in the dream. So having said that, is the, does it matter what the hell you believe?
1: I mean, no. Is there any advantage to no, believing one way or the other? Believe okay. whatever works for you. My thing is believe whatever works for you. And that's how I always, I always tell people, it's like, listen, do whatever brings you peace. Do whatever brings you joy. I may not like it. It may even make me mad. Because <laughs> mm. truth is, someone might say, well, if everybody does what brings them peace, then it'd be chaotic. If everybody choose to do that, I can't stop them. Right. So me saying do whatever brings you joy doesn't make people say, oh, I, they said we should do whatever brings us joy. That's BS. It's like, no, believe whatever you want to believe and there is an the internal guidance system. There's something in us that lets us know, mm, no, not that, mm, choose higher, choose different. I mean, even people who have committed the most atrocious crime would sometimes say, you know, I knew I shouldn't have been doing that. And like, How did you know? Well, I, I, it just didn't feel right. But that was the only option I felt I had. That was the only choice. So there is this that, in, that intelligence within us that's always nudging us. In choosing differently, not choosing the right one or the good one, choosing differently. But for me, it doesn't matter what you believe. It really, what's more important to me if I'm choosing friends or people is how you live in your life. I don't care what you believe, if how you live your life, in a way that 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 aligns with my value. Yeah, we can roll together. But if it doesn't, no, keep doing your thing over here. I recognize you're part of the divine, uh, divine, but we can't roll together.
0: Is there an end result to this, you guys? I mean, do you think there's some sort of like, is there an ultimate purpose in it that where we reach the end of the road and we kind of, the dreamer wakes up and we're no longer here? Any any thoughts on that? I think it's that? a
1: never-ending story. I think it's a never-ending story. It,
0: okay. Damn, you know, I can't imagine not getting bored of that shit for it's, <laughs> I just can't imagine. I mean, if, if you've been Oprah and you've been, you know, you've been ever, you've been royalty, you've been in poverty, you've been in a prison, you've been, uh, you know, tortured. I mean, you've done it all. It's like, at what point do we get to say, Okay, wake up from this shit. I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm just, it's it's kind of well, funny. Like
1: what is what is all? What is the all though? Because the all to you and to me could be if I said what well, all is for me, somebody would say that's what you call all. Oh my dear, there is so much more. You know, maybe we get to a point where we don't have to be in this physical plane. You know, I'm really kind of doing some studying lately about things that happen in different dimensions. Who knows? Maybe we're flowing in the universe doing whatever. I don't know. But I think that all is so much more than what we can comprehend with our own intellectual mind.
0: Okay. So you all pull the, like, Terry, would you say that you pull what you believe and people pull in what they believe as a way to support what, what their life is? Like, in other words, the whole purpose of, well, I think, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Mama. The whole purpose. Just what I, is the purpose? I, is I it? think we're, Come here.
1: I, that's right.
2: See what I notice is with beliefs is when I notice them when they start to stop me when what I believe gets in the way of what I say I'd like to do or where I'd like to go and I notice that I'm being limited because my beliefs are too small and and for me it's been more of a series of examining what I believe why I believe it even um, and being able to to give it some release just to see if there's something different, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that's where I end up with, with beliefs. And, and I think, you know, we start out having them because they're handed down or they're in our DNA. Um, and we start to notice what we're able to, um, even see in the world, right? Because if your beliefs say, I've already established that with physics, if your beliefs say, you don't see this, you don't see it. Right. Right. So if you're able to change the way you look at something, mm-hmm. even just a small something, mm-hmm. then you can <clears throat> allow something else to come in. And I believe mm-hmm. that's the creative way that we're able to interact with our universe down here.
0: Mm-hmm. You agree on it? It's like it's the I like. So I guess what I was getting at is like if you if somebody says, "What's the purpose of life? Like, what is the purpose of life?" There one version of that is where there is none. It's the, to be the dream. For in the we're in the dream of the dreamer, and so it doesn't really matter. You can do whatever you want. You can hold whatever thought you want. None of it is going to make a difference in the end, because there's only one truth. Ultimately, whatever that truth happens to be, if it is about that we're in the dream of the mind of the, that intelligent, omnipotent being, then nothing I do or think or say is going to matter. Um, but maybe, maybe the idea is to be able to. To live this life in this dream with as much pieces as possible, because it is so scary. Maybe there's that. Yes. I don't know.
1: Yes, indeed, and, and and I will also say, you know, uh, now I'm more cautious in telling people what the purpose of life is. And I can tell you what I believe the purpose of my life is. But ultimately, if I was to tell people what the purpose of life is, as I know it, as I understand it, as I feel it, is is to live, live every moment to the fullest live every moment each one not just to sort of like oh i'm gonna go out there and get drunk no but in the moment when you're with somebody when you listen to your your family member even if there's a disagreement to be there to be present to bring your whole self because in every moment we are creating something new there was a time where the idea of a plane was just like Really? Weren't you crazy? There was an idea where just having a phone on a cord was as far. That was everything that you can have. Now we have phones. We have smartphones. And we can see each other. We can do FaceTimes, video calls. So we're constantly evolving. So, yes, it's to find peace in the midst of this video game that looks so scary because once you are able to tap into, discover, identify or design your life in the way that brings you peace, some other things start to happen. Because if you're, if you're living life in a place of being scared of what could happen today, what could happen today, you created a different place from a different place and you make different choices. Sometimes you make choices that compromise your value. But when you wake up, when you do whatever you need to do to find that peace in you in the moment, you're, you can make higher choices. And with every choice as a consequence, and every choice is created at a different level. Every choice, every thought, I believe that's so strong. I mean, if we just look at the things that we can touch, somebody may have said, what if? People can just communicate one another by going on their computer or whatever. And then we have Skype. What if, let's be even mundane, what if if we can raise enough money to buy Amazon? What if we have enough money to buy um, Whole Foods? That's still creative ideas. So it's like that there is this push in us, I believe. There's that, 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 that divine essence That wants to experience and challenge and push and stretch and expand. So the purpose of life, I'll tell the person, you discover it for yourself. But I want to be peaceful. Then you got to discover it for yourself. Freedom ain't free. You have to be willing to give something up to have a new understanding of what freedom is. Because the freedom that the world sells to us and the peace that the world sells to us is not the one that makes us feel feel peaceful. Ultimately, it's an inner work. Is an internal work that people must be willing to do if they want, if if they hear something in this conversation or conversations like this. People must be willing to do the work. Now, if they say, I did the work. It doesn't work for me. Okay, find something else. Maybe you want to go be a Christian or Muslim or whatever. Find something else. Keep exploring. Well, it's like the what is the it that doesn't work for
0: them. It might just be, you know, it's like I'm fine waking up, going to work. You know, making my yeah. paycheck, taking my vacation, period, and doing doing well life done. that way. Yeah, exactly. i well done. So, okay. So then, um, where do what is the whole philosophy? Would you say about um, extending to help others, Terry? Where do other people fit into your to this belief system that we're talking about? I mean, you know, some people would say it's a morally high. It's a the moral high ground would be to support, to go help the needy or to, is that something that matters or doesn't matter? I mean, what's the philosophy here? Do you have one?
2: I guess I'd just say that, that other people feel like parts of me. Um, So there's, there's not a lot of distinction. What, where the distinction falls in line is that um, I'm not equipped to help everyone that I come across. Um, there are certain people that I, I just know that I am, um, that there's something else that's being provided for them, okay? So then I'm present. And, and I don't know, these are all big questions, Mark, that I have to honestly tell you, I usually don't think about that much, like, if, like about like what our purpose is here or anything like that. I think I spent most of my life just trying to discern that I actually have a place on the earth that I'm meant to be here. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Not, not, not the big picture. just the personal one, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I feel, you know, I feel with other people that, um, that we're all connected and that there are certain people that I'm meant to be available for and that they're meant to be available for me. Um, And I'm not meant to be available for everyone. Gotcha. And and that gave me a lot of peace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the idea is, what we tend to do as humans is we tend to do we tend to summarize like where we find our peace, like whatever it is that we find our peace at. Like you just stated yours. I think there's people who might find their peace in just uh, maybe somebody says, I found my peace in being an evangelical. Maybe I find my peace into just holding up and not speaking okay. to anybody. Maybe I need to go volunteer my time. I guess it doesn't ultimately matter. I did you all hear the story today where the did you hear about the Pope pardoning the gay guy? did you hear that the pope Mm -hmm. so the you got to look up that story it was kind of remarkable but apparently um the pope had made a comment um uh, not really derogatory but there was a whole thing about the this uh this gay group that was coming in i guess into see the vatican it was all about the sexual molestations that were going on blah 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 and anyway long story short the guy was on cnn today and he had gone the pope invited him to to his place to his actual home and he said the pope said to him first of all i want i'm asking your forgiveness because i know what i said hurt you and number two he said um and the guy is like crying telling this story you have to look it up it's pretty remarkable and two the pope said Uh god made you this way for a reason and we mm. must love you for the I mean, the, the, mm. you You know, You. we must, you know, there's no reason, like everybody, God made everybody the way. Right. God made you this way. Well, it was huge. So the big headline was Pope says God made uh, homosexuality, hom- uh, made gays that way. Course. I mean, that kind of thing. And it was just profound. The yeah. guy was like... He was raised Catholic. He felt that he was, you know, he had to live his life as a sinner his whole entire life because he was, you know, disenfranchised. He was pushed to the side. He was he was literally put into a place in people's minds of a half human because you can't go to heaven if you're Catholic and gay, um, if you believe in heaven. And so it was like a remarkable thing, and it, and it sort of changed that guy's life, and then he sort of spirals the story to the public and tells that. And I was thinking today, how many little Catholic people little, I was I was thinking literally, how many little Catholic boys right now, um, oh. steeped in guilt, just had some revelation? <laughs> Not that it means mm-hmm. anything, but it's like things like that. that to me is a that's a, that's a glory that's a glory thing. that to me is like that's something that i I can say. That's gorgeous. I mean, if we can remove guilt. Now, that's my thing. If we can remove some fear from people, if we can – people who are scared. But not everybody's scared or not everybody identifies it as fear. So there's a reason that our our culture is where it is right now. There, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Yeah. But That was what I was yeah. going to ask you guys. You guys who are really into – there's a purpose for everything. What do you think this time period is telling us? Um, briefly, the um, – just how would you I, summarize this Can I say
1: something? Go some, ahead. Yeah. Before we do the, can we? Can I say something about that service sure. helping others? I want to say something to that. You know, you said people might say that's moral high ground. People are always going to say something. That's right. <laughs> Either <laughs> what you think, you think, you just think they're all good or whatever. And then some people like, with all that money they got, they can't even help nobody. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's there's right. always something. People are always going to say something. Now here's the, what I really believe this, and I, and I've done. Radio shows around I say service Is a selfish act Because When I offer my service To somebody else I'm ultimately doing it For myself to feel good Now that's not the end result It's because I I'm listening to my heart And I understand That we are connected We interrelate And like roots of a tree If you look at the roots of a tree There's so many of them They join together And serving. What we do see above the soil. So together, let me not even use that. That might be too much for people to understand. Let's think of the cells in the body. When all the cells in the body are doing exactly what they're meant to do, we say we are well. When parts of the body, the organs or the cells are doing something different than what they're designed to do, then we're unwell. So the act of being of service, helping somebody else, is helping the human body, the body of humanity, so we can all be well. We can wake up to ourselves and say, you know what? God created you this way. And I know that whenever we help other people, we get the best of it. Now, other people you know get the best of it too, but we get the best okay. of it.
2: A day, I got it. I got an idea about the service thing. All right. I suspect uh-huh. that the times that we are really of service are the times that we don't even register that.
1: that
2: mm. Those are the, the genuine time. Hey, walk by this guy in the corner and just wave. And that was all you did. Uh-huh. Okay. You were of service. These, these times that are marked out or the things that we do that we think we're doing a good job. That's uh-huh. like the, that's like the flag that yes. not really,
0: something else. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like John used to say, can you send – John sends gifts to people and he doesn't sign. I mean, he won't tell anybody. I mean, he will literally send – he will go to service people in the community and just leave something on a car. Dah, dah, dah. I mean, he's like that. I'm like, your name needs to be on that shit. People need to know you did that. And then he's like <laughs> – so we had this thing. Like I could never – like I could. But I – laugh at the idea of like i am not going to make a major difference in that person's life and not put my name at the bottom of it and that's
1: what that's just me right i got and and, and i I think it's both and because i'm thinking of mentoring the because the time i really got that realization was many many years ago when i was part of a mentoring organization and working with some young people and you know i was listening to some of what the guys were saying and it just occurred to me it's We're doing this for ourselves because it makes us feel good. Now we can watch the young man, young boy, grow into a man and talk about how being part of the mentoring organization changed him and how his mentee his mentor believed in him and he does he didn't have a father, his father wasn't emotionally present. Of course, everybody's gonna benefit, but you as the mentor, me as the mentor, it was just like, oh my God, I invested time and look what I create. Now it's easy to make that be an ego thing, and it could be a humbling experience. Like, wow, just my presence once a week, once a month, in this young man's life. And he's saying I've changed him. Could, could have me look at myself differently. What if I commit more of that to doing some things for myself, to doing it for my family members? And it's not just to other people that I don't know. It could be a humbling experience or we can make it an ego experience. So for me, I see it's like both and. the times you don't even know you're making a difference. And there are times where it's conscious and deliberate. Well, that's when
0: I can take both of your philosophies and use it to my advantage, and say ultimately <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna matter because I'm doing it for myself anyway. <laughs> Even when I'm not aware of it, because we're all one old big dream, right? We're all it's all the same. Don't it's matter. It's all one. That's Put it right for the so. one
1: as a collective consciousness. That's right.
0: I, yeah, you oh. know, we do like the idea of a big scoreboard in the sky. I used to laugh about that. You know, always trying to keep score. Like I said, John, you know. It's we, I said, imagine we were in a food line and and you just, I mean, waiting for, I mean, it was just so funny. And I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be stealing a comb so I look good. I get an extra potato. I mean, everything would be to manipulate. So I could get some, some better advantage. It's just, it's funny how we do, how we do life. You know, you guys are like fun. You're philosophers. You, you definitely had an idea of what, um, when I was asking, I had no idea that you guys held any I wasn't sure what any of your beliefs were, um, much less the the backgrounds. they're not I mean they're 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 sophisticated, actually. They seem to be really well thought out and that you you give that kind of thought to to life in general. I do think it's um, I do think the climate right now is uh, reflective for all of us of some kind of call to some reflection, not even a call to do anything different. I think it's just a reflection. Like, is that a reflection of all of us? Did we all get to look at our own bigotry? And do we look at, do we look at our own Mm -hmm. true, you know, Ooh. And you know, that's just, that's going to be a a fun one for another show. We're kind of coming to the end. I want, um, I I love the philosophical parts of of our beliefs and what we do. We'll have to maybe you all come back and we can do a, a talk about the current time period and, and how you see that as a reflection. And let's cap this off with just um just a general thing. Like, are you? I'm going to put this question out to both of you. And um just in, and if you don't have an answer, you don't have an answer. But are you close to what you believe you're doing? you're you quote unquote are you close to doing what fulfills you? Are you close to doing what fulfills you? And I was going to say, are you close to doing what your mission is? But I'm not even sure that you believe you have a mission. But are you close to doing in life what fulfills you? Have you touched on that yet? Are you on your way? Where Where do you think? Ade, you want to start?
1: Yes. 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 Um, you know, there's, there's a song, something about people will know you by your love. And where I'm I'm at, even in my sometimes over complaining, thinking I'm not there, there is a sort of grounded nest. There's a sort of space that I find myself in that, you know, through it all, I am happy. I'm not happy because of material things that I have, because there's a lot of material things that, that, I've, that I've been wanting for years and years. But I'm in a place where I just feel like I'm on track. It feels right. I feel it in in me. Like Louis Hay, Louis Hay would say, it's like, I feel it in my gut. I feel that I'm doing what I'm here to do. I am in alignment. I am in sync. And that also helps me to come back to the middle when I feel myself drifting because of when I'm looking at what I think is not happening and getting all caught up. But really, to answer the question, oh, yeah, I feel very, I mean, and I don't want to even say close. I feel like just when I feel like I've arrived somewhere, something else happens. And where I'm at now, it's... I'm in the flow of it and I'm actually, there's been some, I did a reading about two weeks ago, we don't have time to talk about that, but some new discoveries and when I heard it, what what it's pre- what is present for me right now that I've been studying, it's like, of course, it makes so much sense. So it's like I'm at the beginning of learning something new and it's, it's, it's like just an extension. So yeah, I am in the flow and just going with it. It's like, oh, just momentum 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 and just ooh, this feels good nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome good terry how about you
0: you have a feeling about that
2: thought about it for yourself well you know i feel like i'm good to go um <laughs> if, I, if i left tomorrow um i wouldn't necessarily have a a record of having achieved something remarkable in the world but for me um, being able to be present and to be here and, and to be amused or to be serious or to wonder, all of that, you know, in 10 minutes, that <laughs> that's a big deal for me. And so um, mm. I feel like that's my purpose, you know? Yeah. And so I'm
1: – And so you're
0: you feeling like you're in the flow of your purpose, right? Mm-hmm kind of how you would say it like like in other words it's not this thing you achieve and it's like you're there and and okay good i can leave it at any time it's like the f- you're in the flow of the purpose like your your purpose is an active alive thing that you're regularly uh, participating in and it sounds like you feel like you have that going for you
2: i think that's uh...
0: yeah. okay so you... how about you Good, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you for sure. But we, you know, you bleeped out on the, I think that's, right. did you say accurate? Yeah. <laughs> did you say, or full of yeah. shit? <laughs> <laughs> she bleeped that on purpose that day. She said, I, I think that's right. full of shit. Y'all hear it? <laughs> oh, what about you? Yeah. I was like, think what? I want to hear it. Yeah, I do. I think I'm in the flow of it. I do, I don't, Um, I don't have any grand ideas. Like, I want to be, a photographer. I just want to be a photographer, and I um and so I and I have an appointment. I've already opened up the director of the Denver School of Photography, and I I mean he already called me for my second. He wants me to come down and do a gig with him. I'm like, oh my god, um, oh. So, meaning that yeah, I mean it's like I open up and I have this dream, and all of a sudden I'm kind of rubbing elbows with the dream. So yeah, I think I'm in the flow of it. I think my cynicism is healthy for me. I think I'm I'm really glad I, I have a certain kind of cynicism. I have a, a profound sense of this happened to me really quick. I'll tell you, because I, I was in a point when I wasn't so gentle about it and I was really being a cynic. And John said to me, I was talking to him about it and he doesn't have a judgment at all about it. He's like, what, you know, it's like, what you think? But, you know, we're, we were big course in miracles people. And, you know, I said, I asked him, I said, you know, I don't know this whole thing about the planets and the did it and he goes okay take all the life forms away and just look at space because we were looking at this picture of space and he said like what about that like what what's your opinion about like that existence of this vast eternal empty blackness that goes on forever and ever and ever like do you have any idea an idea of maybe where that came from and the way he worded it was like oh okay it was like final for me i got it like okay, that had to be like, at some point, the thought in some things mind, <laughs> I mean, because it's like, like right. you know, you think about the beginning of everything, everything. And then you see this vast space and the stars and the gal, and it's like, what, what did, what was the first initial spark? You know, what was the mm-hmm. first little gaslight? And so, yeah, that, that got me thinking about like, okay, okay, okay. That's, that was pretty cool. Cause I was like, <laughs> that is kind of big, but, um, I like the cynicism a little bit because I like to be um, now when people pat me on the head and say, you know, it's all meant for the best. Now, I have a. I used to be <laughs> indignant, and I, y'all noticed that. It. You knew I didn't know the part I was getting there right anyway, but I used to be really indignant. Like, I used to tell my staff, you know, when you all tell me you're sending me love and light, it's like putting a cactus up my ass. It just hurt. It's just nasty. It feels terrible. And I used to joke about that, but now I think I've settled that down a little bit. I got a, a little better at it, and I'm sort of like at a more. You know, Mark, huh. It's
2: it. so easy to understand how somebody could be cynical because. I, what I've always some disappointments that happened really early on. There, you know, and it's always easier to to keep your guard up. Rather than to face that kind of disappointment again. You know, I get that.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. It's easier to, it's easier to, Some sometimes cynicism is good in the sense of it is a protection. Like the cynicism that this check could bounce and that I don't want to fall that high. I mean, I don't want to get that high so excited and then have it drop because it happens consistently. What I remember just so many instances where I pre-celebrated and like could kick the sh- just kick myself for being so like not waiting and then it's like later you go wait till it clears I ain't even celebrating and people would be like you don't even seem grateful that that happened I'm like, I, I am but I ain't showing you number one I don't know that it happened yet we're gonna wait and see I don't care and so I do like it I do understand where it comes from and I think it's I, I am not too rude to people who say it to me who who say things in a more magical thinking way because I do understand the intent and I think it's important and they're just saying you know they're they're giving you a hug however they need to do it and whatever words they use so i do get that and um but so my cynicism has gently his has become more gentle and i've become more at peace with it inside myself like i honestly do believe it will be black when i die that there will be uh, that the organism will cease and that's pretty much my belief right now um but i deeply believe that and that is not what i used to believe my grandfather was a priest you know i, I was raised in some in some beautiful uh religious sim- symbolism but if i am the dream of the dreamer why wouldn't it just be zap you're out and so part of that means for me it's a freedom thing because that may it takes away the the record keeping of the anything i do matters because if it's just you're done you're done um it's kind of a peaceful thing for me it's not a, it's not a scary thing trust me for me it's like okay that's kind of cool the organism dies that's it. My consciousness goes right. with it. But on the other hand, that may not be true. And if it's not true, I go figure that out. What's the difference in what I That's believe, right? right? So, That's right. You <laughs> whatever. Dream another
1: dream. Yeah. But <laughs> you know that? what I appreciate? What I appreciate about your cynicism is this idea that it had for me anyway, and how I feel people people who are really open to it. Mm-hmm. It you, you have a way of challenging people's belief. And if they, if you ruffle their feathers, I would say they're obviously one not grounded in whatever they believe. Mm-hmm. Now, if you stimulate them to think a deeper thought, hey, they, why not? So for me, it's like if someone questions what I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say what I believe. Yeah. And if the question keeps coming, so after the, after this conversation, I might rethink some of it and say, hmm could be just as simple as, I could have said this differently. Or it can trigger something. But I think that's all part of it is being able to ask deeper questions. For me, there's a sort of satisfaction that I get from not being satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's more. There's more. There's 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 more more thought. And I think if I'm asking
0: somebody because I'm trying to be antagonistic, that shows my own insecurity about what I believe. Because I do accept people's. I I do think I accept their beliefs. I certainly don't embrace their beliefs but and i don't want people to feel bad because i believe something different so i usually won't talk about it and you know i just listen and agree because i want to hear I, i'm asking because i want might want to hear but i don't like the idea of shaking somebody's belief system up i don't like that you guys made it safe to ask the deeper questions, which was really nice. But typically, if somebody has a belief, they have a belief. And, you know, it's sort of like that's – who's going to change that, right? It's just sort of like whoever – in the current climate that we're in right now, if you love what's yeah. going on, ain't nothing going to change your opinion. If you if you hate what's going on, nothing right. Change, right? You know what I'm saying? You, right. you align with what you align right. with. And so pretty much there's no point in sort of causing an argument. I, I lose those every time anyway because – The minute it triggers me, the minute I need to to let somebody know why I think what they're thinking is full of shit, I am an idiot. I become an idiot. I look like an idiot. I sound like an idiot, and then it's like it's over. And I still have not learned that lesson because I was just an idiot about a week ago. (laughs) It's like whatever. We do what we do. Okay, you guys are awesome. It's so fun. I knew that we would get on the roll, and we'll do it again. We'll get. um, We we need to do it again because it's like I need a place where I can actually talk and have it be meaningful for me and hopefully for the people listening so i want to thank um terry thank you so much i deliberately am withholding your last name so if you want to say who you are you are welcome to i just respect that privacy of yours and i and if you want to let people know anything about what's up and coming for you or where they can find you or anything like that please take this moment to do that okay
2: I just want to thank you, Mark. And a I had a lovely time, and um, I'm certainly available for any time you want to chat again. Yay, she says mm-hmm. she come back Aday. day. That's a <laughs> that's
0: big, right? <laughs> what about you, Aday? <laughs> you you have oh, your radio show Tuesdays, right?
1: Yes, I do. On Tuesdays I'm also on 12listen.com. I'll be there right after this conversation. And also people can check me out on my website lifecoachade.com, lifecoachade.com. And Mark, thank you for this conversation. Terry, it's nice to meet you in a new way, a different way. Yeah. And um yeah, I it's it's fun. That was a good so choice. maybe the next uh, the next conversation we have, we can call it on second thoughts,
0: I love man, it. That's
1: a think. great <laughs> on second thoughts. You could call your podcast that on second thoughts. It's a good name for a podcast. You get to unravel people's it's like, hmm, you better nail that, that one,
0: people. dude. That's a good name. You gotta <laughs> nail that one. I just got Lunatic, uh, officially. Moon, I'm sorry, Moonatic, <laughs> M O O N A tick Oh, um, oh yeah. I love that. I, I did a little barter okay. and got it. So it's kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll go there. So listen, you guys, big it. hugs I'll to both of it you. Right I love it. Yeah, do, do. It's a good name and thank you i'm gonna get this podcast up i'll give you guys a link when we're done everybody listening thank you so much this is mark Husson, and this is the podcast version of me and my friends so thanks for listening we'll have more here soon bye you guys thanks